and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. The podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach, doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Naomi Powell. Oh my gosh, Naomi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. We haven't gotten to catch up as I was just saying. I think very close to when you found out you were pregnant and now you're very close to have your baby. (laughs) Yeah, you were like one of the first people that I spoke to and shared that I I was pregnant before I'd even announced it. And here we are almost six weeks before giving birth. So full circle. Full circle. I love that. And I love having conversations with women about um, doing business as a mom and doing business while pregnant because I've been there and I know that it brings up a lot of stuff. But um, anyway, we'll get into it and people will find out just like all the cool things you were able to do and we'll go deep into how you did it. But do you mind sharing just a little bit about like who you are with us? Yeah. So I am a business and mindset coach and my reason for being and doing this work is really to support coaches, experts, consultants, heart-centered entrepreneurs to show them that you get to do incredibly meaningful work that creates an impact and you get to step into financial overflow doing so. And a big part of that was that that was a lot of the work that I had to do when I entered this space. I had this misguided idea that it was either that you were doing really impactful work or you were making money. And I truly believe that profit is just simply evidence of the value that you put out in the world. There's no way that you could be scaling your income without giving value first. So I am really committed to supporting these women who are already getting epic results for their clients to get their work into the hands of more people and create the kind of overflow, both in terms of their businesses and in their life. So I think that's the other thing that that we associate growing and scaling our business, even though it's something that we say that we want with working harder, sacrificing so much in our personal lives, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm really committed to showing people that you get to have both. I love that so much. I love this mission you're on and it's, it's so true. And it's been really interesting to see how many clients have come to me with this mindset of like, it's wrong. It's, it's just wrong to want to be paid. It's wrong to want your business to be super profitable. And it should always be service first and giving first. And I I just love, it's like, it can be both. It really can be both. Um, and I'm so curious for you to share, because like I said, I'm so excited to get into, you know, doing business without being on social media all the time. And you're already a mom plus, you have your second on the way right around the corner. So can you tell us a little bit like 
just about the timeline of your business. Like when did you start coaching and what has it looked like over, over time? Yeah. So my coaching business has changed a lot. So when I first started, I was focused primarily on -on one-on-one, but I had two limbs of my business. I had a consulting business where I did done for you services. And then I had one-on-one. Then anyone who does a consulting business will, when you look at the numbers, yes, you're able to make a lot of revenue, but the expenses to run an agency, a done-for-you agency, are extremely high. So I decided to pivot and focus solely on my one-on-one. And originally, I was selling... <laughs> I made, I literally made every single mistake you could ever <laughs> imagine. And I think that's so important. That's why I'm able to really hold space for my clients and use a lot of the mistakes that I made originally. So... I was originally selling them as single sessions, then started working as on packages, then transitioned into one-to-many one to and started doing groups, courses. And now I've really fine-tuned my offers. And we have two signature courses. We have a, a group program for women who are at the start of their journey and then mastermind a one-on-one Um, But even with that, it's constantly shifting and evolving. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we forget as entrepreneurs, that the business is fluid. The business needs to support the season of life that we're in. So even now, as I'm venturing into two under two territory, Mm -hmm. my business again is going into a pivot. I have a lot less bandwidth for a lot of one-on-one clients. Now it's really about thinking about how can I support as many people as possible without it requiring me to physically show up all of the time, right? I want to be a lot more present with my kids and that means having less calls on my schedule. So I'm also leaning into giving myself permission for the business model to support the stage of life that I'm into. And I think we can forget that. And that's where we can start to fall out of love with our business. And we forget that we're the people that create it. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love that because I mean, I was in this phase for a long time and I think a lot of people are where it's like, you just want to find the way, right? Like, wouldn't it just be so easy if there was just like a way to run your business the business model that's going to take you to seven figures and beyond. And you just don't have to think about that stuff anymore. But actually that's the beauty of our businesses. I think that we can evolve as our life evolves. Um, And yeah, just like you're seeing and and you've gone through, like that is something I look back and I'm grateful I leaned into is like, okay, now that I'm nine months pregnant, (laughs) my business is going to look like this for a little while. And oh, now that I'm really getting the hang of being a mom and I have help and we have a schedule and now I can shift things. And as life evolves in the future, even though I love how my business is now, it'll, it'll probably shift many, many more times. Yeah. And I think we get so bogged down in this, there's only one way. And I think that was one of the biggest things that like cracked me wide open and allowed me to fall in love with my business again, is that all of the ways work. So I'm also not telling myself that I can't scale myself, my business to seven figures because I'm having a baby and I'm changing my model. I know that there are so many models that work. So I need to get crystal clear on like, what is the vision of my life in this new life phase? I'm still absolutely going for it, but I'm going for it 
with the approach that feels in the most alignment for me and my family right now. And again, so I think that's another thing is that we're like, oh, I always used to tell myself like, okay, so that means I have to put my foot off the gas. Me being present in this life stage means that the big audacious goals that I have for my business has to stop too. I'm just like, no, I'm just doing it in a different way. What would be the path of least resistance? What would be the things that I could be doing right now that feel really supportive of what's going on? but that I'm super excited to do, not things that I'm doing because I feel like that's the only way to hit those revenue goals. There's so many ways. So many ways. Oh, I love hearing you say that. It it feels like it's, that's true leadership, like being willing to go first and try new things. That's something I had to really shift in my head. Like, and let's, yeah, let's take the path of least resistance. Like you said, let's see what will work for me. And try it out, you know, being willing. And you, and you said this earlier too, of, of you've made all the mistakes, being willing to make more mistakes. That's leadership in my, my opinion. And then it's also freedom, right. That you can, you can switch it up as you go. Um, and oh my gosh, I love that you said, um, you know, not making being pregnant or about to have two under two mean that you can't hit the goals that you have for yourself just means you have to be willing to pivot as you go and really lean into what's right for you. Um, and that has been the biggest thing for me becoming a mom for the first time was, um, realizing that like, it wasn't strategy is so important and it wasn't really a huge strategy shift that was going to allow me to still hit my goals. It was a huge mindset shift. 100%. 100%. I think sometimes we can approach it where it feels very much like we're going upstream because we don't allow things to flow. It's like, look at the snow when the snow happened, like my kid wasn't in daycare and he was at home. And then like so many things happen and you tell yourself like, that's the reason why this isn't going to be a great month. Like this is like all of the things. And I know that you've spoken about it a lot. And I've really, like, this has been the work more so than like the tactics and the strategy to be like, I'm full body in for what I'm trying to do. And I'm not going to make the fact that I don't have childcare this week or like something like that has happened. Knock my confidence, knock my belief that it's still available for me. I'm just not available for that anymore. I'm just I'm done. And these were the ways that I would give up on my goals early. I would just create all of these stories about like why now wasn't the right time. I'm like, I've always been capable. So it's never a grace of whether I'm capable or not. The only thing that's stopping me from collapsing time and really calling in some of these desires is all of the stories that I'm telling myself of what is required for it to happen. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. A million times. Yes. That has been hands down. Definitely one of the biggest things for me, what is actually required for me to hit my goals. And one thing that I found to be so true is things do not need to go perfectly for me to hit my goals. And sometimes your schedule goes out the window, your help's not available. You don't have a lot of free time or energy for a few days. And yeah, you can still hit your goals. And that's, that's where I think a lot of people tap out. That's definitely where I used to tap out. Like, okay, things are crazy. So I'm just going to be okay. You know? 
Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what goes into what you were saying earlier about me not posting as much and doing things like that. I think when you then have the confinements of time where you don't have an excess of it, you have to be a lot more strategic about where you're placing it. And I think especially before I had kids, I was doing the 12 hours, 12 uh-huh. hours. It's like working because I had the time. So I didn't need to be efficient with what I was doing. I didn't need to be circumspect about like, what are the things that actually drive the needle? And, you know, so now being a mom, it really forced me to be like, and reflect like all of the things that you thought you needed to do, like that hasn't actually moved the needle at all. So instead, how can you make your life easier by just being crystal clear on the handful of things that you can do that's going to yield an exponential return on your investment? Hmm. So this leads me into the conversation that I'm so excited to get to chat with you about, which is having a six figure launch in your first trimester of pregnancy. And I remember chatting with you at that time. And I forget what we were talking about, but taking a look at your Instagram and like, <laughs> it didn't look like if I just were to look at your Instagram, I would have assumed nothing was going on, which I think is freaking amazing. So can you, for the audience listening who like, hasn't been watching your whole journey, like, can you just take us back? Like, give us some details. Like, how were you feeling in your first trimester? What were you selling that led to this six figure launch? And then I want to go deeper into a few things. Yeah, 100%. So I was selling my 12 month high level mastermind at the time. And Taylor, you'll recall, I was, I sold it in two incarnations. So I sold it for the first time in the summer, in the spring, just as everything was happening with COVID. And I had like all of the bells and whistles things. I'd hired like an operations team to make it all really slick. I did this really elaborate weightless strategy and everything was all bells and whistles. Then when it came to rolling this out, like emails weren't getting sent, like everything that could have gone wrong, could have gone wrong. And fortunately, that was like the early bird strategy. I still, the the mastermind wasn't actually starting until later on into the year. So I had another opportunity. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to sell this. But the whole going overboard, feeling like I have to post a million times a day, getting all of these contractors, like I just, I'm not doing it. If I'm going to do this, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm going to do it being me. I'm not going to add all of these like excessive additional things. Um, And then I went into the launch and again, I started looking like, where are the majority of my sales coming from? It's Instagram stories. So why am I feeling the pressure of like having to post on my feed all of the time? Right. I'm, I just challenge myself to be like, if this is going to happen, it has to feel good. And I think this is something that I hear from my clients all the time. It's like, okay, Naomi, when is the time where things are going to get easy? And I'm like, well, you're telling yourself that the stage that you're in right now, you have to kind of force your way through. And then you hit this magical milestone and then like your launches and everything will feel good. Why don't you just launch in a way that feels good now? 
why are you going to enjoy the result if it felt like torture getting there? So I got really crystal clear, like what was really stressful in the way that I was doing it before? Also, what do I have the mental and emotional bandwidth for? So even doing tons of emails, I was just like, I just don't have the bandwidth to do it. I had no childcare. So even just the idea of like, when am I going to get pockets of time to be able to write something? I was just like, no, I, I just, I can't do it. But what I can do is I can go all in on my podcast and constantly talk about it, create really valuable content that connects to the types of topics that I talk about on, in, in the mastermind. And I can show up consistently in stories. One of the things I'm really proud of is that with that program, I went out feeling so confident because I'm like, I walk my talk. Everything that I teach in this mastermind and the types of women that I'm calling in, I embody that. So all I have to do, it doesn't have to be this all bells and whistles mapping out what I'm going to be sharing on stories every day. I just have to bring them along the journey of how I'm embodying the transformation that they're looking for in their lives. And I trust that that's going to be enough. The women who I'm really magnetized to working with, it's not because they're coming with me with a million one tips. They show me how they think. They show me how they approach their worldview. And that for me is magnetic. It doesn't have to be this bells and whistles. So that really gave me permission. So I got really crystal clear of how I was available to sell this. And I trusted that it was going to be, it was going to be amazing. And of course you do that. And, you know, a couple of days, you don't get a DM, (laughs) but I realized that my work in that launch was about holding the energy, holding the vibration, getting my head every day reconnected to the magic that was going to happen for any woman that said yes, and showing up in stories. And when I was in my podcast, in that energy, I was like, that is my number one job because I've always known that it's always the mindset stuff. It's always the confidence roller coaster when I'm in the middle of the launch. And I was like, no, this is going to be different. It's going to be the easiest launch I've ever done. I'm going to show up so high vibe. And I know that the mindset work is going to be the thing that changes this for me. And I did. And even after we got started, we had like another woman join like two weeks later because I was so I was like, no, I've still wanted that additional person. I don't know where they're coming from, but she's coming. And I know that this is going to round out this group beautifully. As you would say, I did not waver. And I think that was a difference. And again, just telling myself that what I was doing was enough. It wasn't this constant, oh my God, should I have been doing an email? No one's messaged me in a while. So maybe I should have done this big email campaign. It was like, no, this is how I'm doing it. And I'm going all in. This is music to my ears. (laughs) I love everything you just said. I'm like, oh my gosh, I took a bunch of notes and I'm like, how do I even recap that? It was so good. Um, So one thing that you basically said to sum up some of the really important pieces of this is your number one job was more so your mindset. And so that's something that... um, has come through really clearly for me recently. I think I was doing it and I knew it longer than I realized. But one thing that's very clear to me now is like, 
your money goal or enrollment goal is not actually the number one goal. That's where we tend to like obsess and think about that constantly and try to figure out in our head how we're going to make it happen. But I find that with a launch, every month and every launch, there's always this really powerful energetic goal, as I call it, for myself that I get to set and I get to really step into. And so, you know, you use different words, but exactly. It's like for you, this was your chance to be unwavering. This was your chance to lead the way and show people that it can be done differently. It can be done simply. It can be done when life is crazy for many reasons. Right. And I just, I really, really love that. And would you say that's kind of how it felt? Like, how would you put it in your words that it felt where, of course you had a goal, like a, um, it sounds like this was more about an enrollment goal, but like you had that goal, but it does sound like more. So you were very focused on like who you were being. Yeah, it was totally about who I was being and being also leaning into the drama that I knew was naturally going to come up rather than buffering and being like, I need to have more strategy. I need to have this. I was like, no, the only way is through. If I don't really unpack these things as it comes up, every launch is going to be the same. Right. And I, I always use this example to my clients and it's funny, but it's true. I always say, think of, I committed, I'm like in this launch, I'm going to be like Beyonce. You always hear these stories of like these big performers who will be like invited to this, to perform at this big corporate event where no one really cares. Everyone's really, it's talking, they're not listening. And this is bloody Beyonce. But does Beyonce say like, I've been invited to this billionaire's birthday party. No one's really paying attention right now. So I'm going to be subpar for my performance. Like Beyonce Mm -hmm. shows up and she is Beyonce. So I was like, whether somebody DMs me today or doesn't, or we get an application or we don't, I'm going to show up like Beyonce. Like I'm not going to... uh, to determine how I show up for this launch about the feedback that I get in the moment. My biggest job is to maintain that energy and that can't be predicated on whether I'm getting people DMing me that day. So good. I love that. Your energetic goal was to show up like Beyonce, which yes, (laughs) (laughs) of course. That's such a difference between how most of us tend to show up in our launch. I have that conversation all the time with clients and I'm sure you have it come up too with clients of like, um, using sales and the DMS and people filling out the application or whatever your sales process is as validation. And then as soon as a day or two goes by of that not happening, we start to question everything. And one thing I, I feel like you explained really well, but I just, I want to recap and I, I want to bring it forward because this has been, I've actually gotten asked this question probably two or three times today alone is how do you know that you are doing enough? Right? So you, I, it doesn't sound like nobody was really teaching you like, okay, this is how you have a big six figure launch or a successful mastermind launch. When you're in your first trimester of pregnancy, like show up on your podcast and da, 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 da. It's like you really reverse engineered your own launch plan based on, you know, really how it needed to go for you to like, A, for you to even be able to do it and B, for it to feel good. Um, 
but we all have that tendency sometimes, right? Like I'm sure there was a moment of like, okay, am I doing enough? Like, how did you know you were doing enough or do you not know? You never know. It's more of a dis- dis- a decision, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like the leaky energy is the, is it not enough? Maybe I need to add something else. Like that is not the energy. I am very deliberate when I'm in pre-launch stage. I feel, I always say to clients like pre-launch is where you decide what's enough. You don't start questioning it when you're in the mm-hmm. launch. When you're in the launch, you commit to what you set out because when you were in the pre-launch stage, you weren't being triggered. You weren't doing all of this. That was like your higher self and your most strategic self talking. When we want to start to doubt it is when we're not getting that immediate feedback. And that's not the best time to be making decisions. So I, again, being very clear on like, how do I want to show up for this launch ahead of time? I knew that my job was just to follow through. And I was also very aware that I was going to get all of the mindset drama come up that will tell me that it's not enough. Who are you to think you can just show up on your stories and drop a couple of podcasts and that would be enough. But again, I could see the thoughts and not indulge them. And I think as you grow in business, people often think it's just the tactic stuff. But I think the the further along in business you are, it doesn't mean that you don't have the mindset drama come up, but you you don't sit in it longer because you can be like, oh, hey, I can see what's going on here. Yeah, I'm not doing it today. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It takes a lot less time for you to move through the drama. And I think also in terms of enough, one of the things that I fell victim to in the past was I always gave my power away because I've always believed that somebody had the magic source, the magic formula, like this is how you get um, the the six figure launch, or this is how you, you know, hit that milestone. And I would always like look at the gurus or hire coaches because they had the result that I wanted rather than thinking like, how did they get it? So I, I had to take my power back and be like, there's so many examples of people who've had six figure launches. Some have done full bells and whistles masterclasses. Other people have done nothing, have done nothing and just kind of showed up and spoken about all the strategies work. So the only difference is going to be how I show up for it. They all work. So again, getting crystal clear on what felt the most expansive for me, what tapped into my natural strengths and the things that wouldn't require a Herculean level of effort for me to follow through on. Those were going to be the things. It's less about how much you're doing and how connected you are when you're doing it, who you're being when you're doing it. And because those were two things that I genuinely enjoy doing, it made the difference. It was less about ticking a box. Totally. And this is just like one of my favorite conversations ever, but, um, deciding, deciding how you're going to hit your goal, creating your launch plan before you launch and just deciding that that's enough. And that's what you're going to do. And then going into the launch, knowing that all your mindset stuff is probably going to show up and you are probably going to have days where it looks like it's not working. And just like, it's such a difference because I, I genuinely, and I, I laugh even saying this and thinking about it, but there, I definitely thought that eventually launches 
would be easy and they are, but what I mean by easy is like, they would just like, there would be none of that stuff coming up anymore. It's like, I would announce a program, ton of people would buy. I talk about it every day a little bit and tons of people would keep buying. And then at the end, a ton more would come in because of the urgency and that eventually my launch would just go easy. is not the word I'm looking for perfectly. You know, like there would be no bumps in the road. And it's like, it's funny because it's, it's like, actually, no, everybody that you see having these huge launches, I find your next level will come up through your launch. So if you just know that you can be prepared for it and you can, you can decide in advance that you're going to be unwavering through that. 100%. And we often think that you're absolutely right. That even after that six figure launch, like that you're going to believe like, yes, I've got this. I've got this, Mm -hmm. everything's going to be easy. But even one of the things that I identified following on from that, when I've gone on to launch again, is that now I have a really healthy monthly recurring revenue. And I was realizing that now the sabotage was more so that I would be like, oh, but I desire this, but I don't, I don't really need, I don't really need it. So I would tap out because I'd be Mm -hmm. like, I don't really need it. And it just it was so interesting because I realized that oftentimes we're motivated by pain, right? We're motivated to show up in our launches because we're, we're still trying to, at the early stages of, of our business, we're still trying to stabilize and like hit the place where we can pay ourselves properly, where we can have the VA, we can have the support. What motivates you to show up really powerfully when you can just easily coast in maintenance mode? Yeah. What keeps you showing up for your launches and stretching yourself and really rising to what you know you're capable of? It's so much easier to tap out and be like, oh, it's not going exactly to plan. It's okay. That's like, I don't need that. And now I'm really having to challenge myself to be like, this is so cool. Why can't I just go for bigger things and really commit? because I desire to, because it's about pleasure, because it's about playing in possibility. It's about blowing my own mind of what I'm capable of doing. It doesn't have to be, it's like stressful. Like I need this thing. It's just like, because I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I was just talking about that, how I feel like it's just a, it's a habit. It's just ingrained in in us. I feel like that to want better things have to be bad versus to want better things can already be really good. And I think even just bringing awareness to that for me has been really helpful because I can make that decision over and over of like, things are so good right now. And I get to like, be so happy and present and grateful and there's more available so I can let it in now. And I don't have to either try to make myself feel like it's not enough. Cause we'll do that. Right. <laughs> oh, but my expenses. Oh, but my taxes. Oh, but it was hard or, Oh my God. It's so, it's crazy how we don't let ourselves just celebrate it. Cause if we celebrate it and I literally had someone ask me this yesterday, how, or if I do decide that I'm really happy with where I'm at, can I still even have a goal? And like, it's like, well, yeah, you can, but it's, it's crazy how, when I, when this was brought to my client's awareness, it was like, it's, we don't even think about it that way. Totally. Most of our business. Yeah. The one thing I want to ask, um, cause all this conversation is so good. And like, 
so synchronistic too with what I feel like people in my world at least are really needing and noticing and talking about right now. So people are just going to love this. And when I teach strategy, I like to think of it as like giving people some options, right? Like this is what I found that I really like. This is what's worked for me. This is what I didn't really love. So what I want to ask you is in this launch, I mean, you mentioned briefly, but what are some strategic things that you did do that were maybe different or not that you liked and you'll probably keep around that maybe could be some options for people who are like, Hmm, how can my launches look a little different? Keeping in mind, you guys, there's no right way, but there are some good options available. (laughs) Yeah. So interestingly in the past, when it came to content creation, so mind you, you guys, I didn't have like a free, like a free event or anything like that. It literally was just talking about it on my podcast and sharing on social, on stories consistently. I shifted my tact and I reflected on what are the pieces of content that I have seen with the mentors that I want to work with that really makes me like so excited to buy. Like, so I'm not buying because I feel like they're going to solve all of my problems. I'm just like so excited to the idea of being in their energy. And I realized that what I was doing a lot in the past with my content was doing like the tips that every day I have to come up, I have to do a mini training. I have to show that I know what I'm talking about. And something switched. And I was like, when I look at those women that are really like, they're not doing like mini trainings every day. They're not trying to show that they're the smartest woman in the room. Like, and I say it to my clients, knowing your stuff is like the minimum requirement of entry. Like that is a given. That is not distinguishing you in the space as like, oh my God, I want to work with you, right? Everyone should know their stuff. Like that's not the thing that moves the needle. So I started reflecting, what is it then about those women that I'm just like, oh, every single offer that comes in, I'm like, do I need this? I just want to be in your world. And it was more about the embodiment. So I had to get really crystal clear and be intentional with my content. Like, what do I need to see? What do I need to show this woman? Go back to what is the promise of this offer? What is the desired transformation? How am I embodying that? How did the work that we do together in this mastermind facilitate the type of results that I'm having in my life. So often when we're in the midst of where we are right now, we don't know how good it gets to be on the other side. So I always say to my clients that nobody knows how good your product or service is until they bought it. So the best marketer will always win. The person that can show that and not constantly tell is going to be the person that creates that desire with their clients, right? And that's what creates that trust to buy. That's what creates that that desire. So instead of focusing so much on tips, I really became clear on like, what are the things that I take for granted that my idle client dreams of right now? How can I show her that that is so possible? And this mastermind just ends up being a beautiful vehicle for them to get what I have no question they'd be able to achieve on their own but they don't have to. And they could probably do it faster in this container. That's all I need to show. And that shift felt so much more in alignment for me than feeling like I needed to prove constantly and create more and more and more and more content. Um, And that's when people were just like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, 
I'm so resonating with this is what I want. I haven't even allowed myself to dream that that's what it could look like. And that, that made the biggest difference. So good. And you kind of gave everyone some content prompts too, in a sense of like, ask yourself, what do I love to see from mentors? What makes me want to buy from coaches? Um, and also I love that last question that you said you asked yourself of what do I take for granted that my ideal client would love to have, love to achieve. Um, and you know, going back to the first question of like, what makes you want to buy? That is what made everything click for me. Because to be really honest, I was the last couple mentors I had hired before I had this big aha, I hired because I was watching them do their thing. And when you said, um, the embodiment, it's like, yep, that's what it was for me too. (laughs) Um, and so I'm watching these incredible women just celebrate these wins and embody what they teach and walk their talk and live this life that I was dreaming of. And I was wondering like, gosh, it looks so easy for them. How are they making all these sales? How are they growing their (laughs) audience so exponentially? Like they're not doing a lot. You know, none of these mentors I wanted to buy from were posting every single day or going live every day, or sometimes not even every week or every month. And so what was funny though, was I would hire them and they would tell me how easy it could be. And it just, it's like, I wasn't in the phase of burnout anymore, but I still was in a phase of like, I really did believe that X, Y, Z was required Mm. and consistency was key, which consistency is important, but it's not the game changer at this, at this level that we're talking about. And then finally I was like, wait, I'm literally buying from these women because they're walking their talk. They embody their truth. It's so obvious. They're living a life that I want, which of course, they're living a life beyond where I'm at, but I'm living a life beyond where my ideal clients at, you know? And then it just clicked of like, oh, it's not really that like, there's a reason that they can post less or go live less, or it's just, there's more potency there and there's more magnetism there, which are really buzzwords right now. And people are like, how do I be magnetic? It's like, you'll be so magnetic if you just choose to be your best client, walk your talk. And also not compare yourself and question if you're good enough. (laughs) Yeah. That's what people want to buy. And that's why you have to do your own work because, you know, and I always challenge my clients, like, don't go on stories and be like, I'm so excited about this offer. And then you get off and we're talking about how actually freaked out you are about (laughs) putting it on. Like, and and that's not to shame you, anybody, because we all have those moments, but you can see the disconnect. The more you're doing that work, when you go on, like it's a different thing. And I'm always challenging my clients to be like, if you believed that your energy was the thing that generated sales, how would you show up in your marketing differently? Mm. What would that look like? It's not about how many times you show up. It's not about like, are you in all the places? Are you going live every day? It's about your energy. And, you know, look back on the stories that you've done, you posted today. Did you feel expanded by what you had to say? (laughs) Like when you look objectively, like, did you? And oftentimes it's no, we're just doing the motion. We're just doing all of the things because we feel like that is what we need to do. But it's like, if we're not even excited about what we're talking about, if we're not even excited about the results that we're creating in our lives, if we're not excited about our 
what we're doing and we're doing it because we feel like we have to, that is not expander vibes <laughs> at all, at all. And I realized that, yes, with the women that I was magnetized to, it's because when they showed up, it was like, <gasps> it was ex- so expansive. Like, oh my God, you're speaking to my soul. And you don't create that when it's just like, it's 9 a.m., I got to put something on stories. <laughs> hmm Oh my gosh. So powerful. I feel like we could just keep talking and talking and talking about this. Such a powerful conversation that has just flown by. So for the women who are listening, who are just so resonating and they're totally vibing with everything you're saying, where can they come hang out with you, follow you, get more of this? Yeah. So definitely come along. So we are just the lifestyle edit.com. You can learn all about us. We've got free resources on our website. Of course, we've got our podcast, the same name, the lifestyle edit podcast. And my favorite place to hang out, as you guys know now is Instagram. And again, we're just at the lifestyle edit. So I would love to be able to connect with you guys. Perfect. And we'll link all of that. And I love that you have a podcast too, because they can just jump right over there, (laughs) subscribe to you. So simple. Uh, Thank you so much, Naomi, for this conversation. It was so good. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you. Bye everyone. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.